Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Dylan, and this is Justin. Uh, this is what my voice sounds like. This is what my voice sounds like. And uh, we're starting a podcast, and we have no idea what we're gonna do, and we don't know why, but this is it. And earlier, we recorded um, ourselves from the moment we met up today until where we thought a good spot to end on a podcast was. So we used a few different ways to record the audio. So if you hear it switch or um, go back and forth, we apologize. And we hit all the major plot points. We talked about Hitler. We talked about uh, children. We talked about uh, race and the minimum wage and, you know, anything you probably don't want to hear us talk about. Uh, So enjoy. And these are only going to get better. So again, bear with us. But... Uh, should be good listening. Thanks. Today's podcast is bar, uh, Butcher Box. Butcher Box. Uh, today is po- uh, today. Have you guys heard of the Cash App? Yes. Oh, that's tight. I can too. But check this out. Tonight in the mail. Plugged it into my Chromebook and it wasn't like allowable to choose as like an audio input. I was like, huh, well, I bet it'll work on my phone. So I grabbed that like little dongle because my phone has a, it's, it's like an iPhone, but it has a USB C. Yeah. But the dongle actually works on my computer because my computer has USB C. So now the computer can work. Nice. And computers. I mean, I don't even talk about it on the podcast, but kind of shit Chromebooks can do. Basically, I have Audacity for Windows installed on the Chromebook. Crazy. Are you already recording? Well, yeah. Perfect. Um, I got uh, some leftover stew and cheesy garlic bread. So I brought enough for both of us. Oh, sick! Yeah. Good catch. Some coffee? Hell yeah. Alright, let's see. You can get the the Slytherin uh, cupcake. It's <laughs> a cool coffee maker. It's uh did you just get this? Yeah. Oh <laughs> I got it, but I hope <laughs> <laughs> off to a great start here. What else is breakable in here? <laughs> so I brought um, I brought some books, um, some screenwriting books. I brought some regular books. I think. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like. Talk about stuff and see what happens. It's a good idea. And then we can even talk about what's cool is like talking about 
now that it's recording, yeah. what our recording method's going to be so people can, like, from the beginning figure out what the best method is. I mean, we're working with the Chromebook, so obviously it's not, like, the best no. option for anything, but... No. But the, the thing I always do, like, if I'm going to start something, I'll get really into, like, researching stuff, and then I'll want to get, like, the best stuff. Uh-huh. But it's, like... Before you're even... Yeah, before you even it. commit to anything, really, like... And it never works out. You always just spend way too much money, and then... And then you never do it. Yeah. Okay. So this thing's pretty crazy, though. This, like, two lavalier mic thing. Works perfectly fine. That's cool. I feel like we're... I need something. We don't really need anything. <laughs> yeah. You can't listen to the audio while it's recording, though. You have to wait till it's, like... That's fine. It's probably better. Yeah. As long as we can see the the output or whatever on the screen. Yeah. And then I was thinking, too, like, if we ever wanted to pull up videos or, like, talk about something, we could <laughs> That's Chromecast to this. We could worry about screen recording later. I want to talk about the government <laughs> shutdown in a bit, but... You remember, um, you weren't at HSU yet, but you remember when they were doing furlough days? Furlough days. It sounds familiar. Because yeah. they had a shutdown back in... Mm. Like right when, right first year of college, there was like twenty ten, right? That's when Obama's. Yeah, it was like oh nine or ten. Yeah, it was one of those. But it was like they like they had the same problem. I forget what they were even fighting about, but but honestly, healthcare probably. <laughs> I bet it was something like that. I um, I'm like, yeah, shut it down. You got it clipped on. Yeah. The I've been. It's not as loud as you'd think, so maybe the collar would be the best spot. Alright. And then what's weird is if I have this plugged in and charging, it messes with the audio. So I'll unplug it, but it works just fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. So now we're recording here. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Yeah. Check, check. Audacity, yep. yeah. And then so the phone, I don't know if you wanted to leave your phone recording and take waste the battery or we just yeah, combine yeah. these. And Okay. Yeah, just just one is back up and the other one just go. Let's do like a um so That's the ten? It's an XR, yeah. XR. See I don't even I can't even keep up with that. So uh, I'm at five minutes thirty two seconds. Oh smart. Now I can find it. Oh smart. Um yeah, the XR uh X isn't there like an XS or XE? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I my uh, I had a six plus first, or that was my last phone, and uh, the battery would not live. I just couldn't live. Was that the intentional thing, or do you think it was? Because my mom got her battery replaced and my brother for thirty bucks at the Apple Store because they said it was their fault for like doing the. They were uh, like throttling them down mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. What was the idea behind that? that you'd want a new phone within like two years but they had like i heard something like that they had like an idea like they were saying oh to to keep the cpu um at its highest performance they like uh, burn the batteries out because the they like try to like artificially adjust voltage to keep the cpus as like as a as a countermeasure for wear or something. So dumb. It's bullshit. Yeah, I mean... Either way, you're a fucky with the product and... Yeah, you know. yeah. 
It's like, yeah. I don't know how how big phones last, but I know when you use the shit out of anything like that, it's like, I don't think I've used anything more than I've used my phone. Yeah, that's what they say is like, if you're going to be using it every day, you might as well invest like the most. Yeah. Like, don't go cheap out on a phone. Get the nicest phone, the one for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved my 6 Plus for a long time. I just could it wouldn't charge. And then the thing, the plug-in, I had to like fight it. Mm. all the time and it used to be I had to do it one time like a couple years ago and it was just because there's a bunch of lint in it mm. so I got like a toothpick and pulled it out and it worked again but this time it was like the, just the connections or whatever it's like I'm not uh. trying to fuck with that so I just, this one's really cool though and it's 64 gigs and just like I only use like two things on it but mm. somehow my my Pixel 2 is up to 30 or 34 gigs used and it's 64 gigs and like why do I even... Because I don't store my photos or videos on the phone. It's all cloud, right? Yeah, once I'm on Wi-Fi, it'll like automatically upload. Like today, I deleted like 500 megabytes of photos, and I'm still at like 30. But there's a... I mean, I like this phone a lot. I, I thought I'd stay on iPhone, and then I switched to this, and I was like, okay. It's like, and they're catering to the iPhone customers. Yeah. Like this home button there, This it's like a soft home. Yeah. Um... I used to be able to double tap it, but like multiple apps that are open, that's mirrored off the yeah uh, Apple. It used to be like totally different. Well, that's the one thing that Apple does really well is like UI stuff. Like, uh, was it called UI? Yeah, UI interface. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why like I think that's why I like it because I don't do much with it, but, mm-hmm. and I'm not like gonna program stuff i i just thought that was like a cloud phone like the chromebooks like mm. it's it's the android operating system for now but in google's last i fear what they call it like their keynote apple does a keynote every year right. in google's last one when they talked about the pixel 3 they didn't mention the word android in the whole thing they didn't mention or refer to the operating system wow. they just um called it the pixel phones and pixel 3 so i think they're moving off of android and now like uh this was a while back but europe is trying to pass something where any um companies that get your information and store it have to have like all these restrictions so google's response was to start charging for every license of Android on a phone. That way the the people who are the network, um, I could be talking on my ass here, but like the AT&Ts or whatever of Europe, yeah, the they're the ones that are offsetting the cost of them like having to make go through these secure routes. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. I mean, you have to realize, it's so, so funny when like Mark Zuckerberg was uh, in, he's like in front of the Senate committee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did that stop? I think it froze, but I, last time I it did this, it was still recording. So let me yeah, stop, stop this. It. I mean, it's still recording on your phone, right? Or yeah, yeah. Should yeah, see, this is why it's a piece of shit. You know what we'll do? I'll just record from my phone. Oh, excuse me. Because my phone has a recorder app like that. I don't even know how, how good this quality is going to be. If I, it's uh, it's pretty cons- It must auto-adjust. I, I bet it's pretty good. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, that's a bummer. 
It's it's so. You, do you know what wine is? It's yeah. like basically it's a shell to run Windows programs, and they started out on Mac, so you could run Windows programs. Like Bootcamp or whatever, kind of. Kind of. Well, Bootcamp you would dual boot it, but Wine you could within the Mac OS run exe files. They I guess they have a. That's fucking weird. An app for Chromebooks that do it. It's called Crossover. And it uses wine technology or something. Have you heard of those uh, companies that actually run, like, super machines, like super graphic cards machines? And you can just, you basically, you buy a subscription to their server and you basically stream their computer on your computer so you can play, like, games that are, like, way more powerful way more intensive than what your computer can do. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Like so like you're using the internet to use the graphics? Yeah, you're like you're like using their machine and they're like streaming the output back to you. There's like of course there's like input lag really bad, but um I don't know if it's that bad actually. I've heard like it's like kind of cool. But you can have like you can game like, you know, 4K on your MacBook mm. because but your MacBook would never be able to do that by itself. Because you could like stream 4K videos, but you can't really yeah so render you, them in real time. So you're using a different service. So like the only software you need is like the software that controls their computer, and then it like streams it back to you. Okay, something weird's going on. I th- okay, it looks like my audio is good now. Talk, 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 talk. Oh, it is. It's good. Maybe it's maybe just my angle's bad. Yeah. If it was on that I didn't color. go to film school, so I don't know how labs work. <laughs> I was watching videos earlier to like let's see how you should put them, and it totally reminded me of something we did in film school. It's like, now fold the gaffer's tape into a triangle. I'm like, oh, I've had this lesson. <laughs> I fucking hate that. <laughs> like, well, it's like the weird – yeah, the, that's the one thing that drove me crazy because there is a good way to do stuff. Like it makes sense. But there was like almost rules on how to use like tape and like how to use like – Oh, clips to, and like the worst is like how to fold cords which is good you shouldn't just fold it like a jackass yeah but they want to do like this under over shit which makes sense but it turns it into like a base braid is that that one uh no that one's they did they did that but for electrical cords but for all the, like the audio cords you had to do like put it in your palm and then loop it the other way and i can't do it without a cord <laughs> <laughs> Which makes a little sense, but the main thing is like just don't kink the cord and like make it kind of even. Yeah, don't yeah. like twist it as you're doing it like a yo-yo string. Um, but I wanted to talk about since we're pretty meta right now. I want to talk about this Chromebook I have because I'm kind of juiced off it. it. Obviously, the Audacity program stopped working, which is a bummer. That's all right. I might just have to close it, but we have it on your phone. Yeah, we got so that. Okay. Let's link. Uh, let's. So I'm at two minutes thirty seconds. I'm at fourteen. Okay, cool. I peaked on mine. Perfect. That's cool. what we want. Um, save project before closing. Oh, cool. Well, we might have that saved. All right. <laughs> it just wasn't showing us the waveform. Um, save project is for our disk project. Okay, call it first podcast. First podcast pilot episode podcast one about making a podcast. Two yeah. two podcasters sit down production meeting podcast. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so aside from the fact that it's touchscreen, and aside from the fact you can like, cool. flip it and hold it tablet style, yeah, you can um, op- you can run Linux on it. So um, what, what Linux is just like so Linux ass operating system. So Linux is a, a separate operating. Well, I could be talking out my ass here again. I probably do that a lot, but. The version of Linux I have is Ubuntu, Ubuntu, Ubuntu. All our listeners are going to be really angry at how I'm pronouncing <laughs> this years from now if this ever gets found. Um, and it's called XFCE4. It's like a version of the soft operating system. So Linux is a processing, and this is like a terminal inside mm-hmm. Linux. But when I do start XFCE4... You'll see it switch to a different orientation. Um, okay. And Chrome supports this, so that terminal that was in a web browser is not, is like a feature of Chrome. Um, so now, and like, it's still touchscreen. You can install different programs. I have Blender installed. That's cool. Because there's really no good at video editing software for uh, Chrome, but I found out that Blender is a video editing software, too. Oh, shit. So, it's probably, like, the simplest thing they do. <laughs> yeah. Which is great, because it's, you know, freeware and stuff. Yeah. So I was going to... Originally, I was like, oh, I could edit in Audacity here, but I kept having an issue trying to install Audacity. It's It would say, like, you don't have the right uh, software or operating system to be able to install audacity and like audio support wasn't really working in this and so i googled and that's when i found out that you could actually just using the whole chrome operating system not even linux just using regular chrome you can install audacity so that was how i got here um but yeah we could talk about what we want the podcast to be yeah, I was. I don't know. There's an interesting. I was. I was I, like Jordan Peterson's like Jesus Christ to me right now. And For sure, the Messiah. He's the Messiah. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just like because, you know, so many thing factors are aligning right now for him that are just like, and his message is clear. But I know if he's like, if it comes out that he's actually a pedophile, I'm <laughs> gonna jump off the roof. Uh, but other than that, what I watch like what he talks about a lot, and he he, he dissects like um, Disney movies and like archetypical archetypical what's it called Arch- archetypal right archetypal Arch- yeah maybe. like mythical stories and like trying to figure out and of course he's like super analytical like like, uh, like what's that guy's name not James Cameron um, that George Lucas was like a prodigy of I don't know. No, he, he went to USC film school. Yeah, uh, what? I'll find. He's like the first, but yeah, he studies like full or like mythical like story. Yeah, human condition and yeah, know. and and so anyway, so what the thing what Jordan Pearson's talking about is like um, he's talking about Disney movie because a lot of Disney movies are great, like you know Beauty and the Beast, like. Um, a woman trying to find a beast who's not like that. She, that she can, you know, 
turn into a, a decent guy, you know, like, and it's not the beast's fault that he's like that, you know, it's just, that's, that's the archetypal man, is you're just like a wild, you know, testosterone monster, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're not able to contain yourself. And anyway, but he's talking about how there's a real difference between art and propaganda and how propaganda starts with the ending first. They, they try to they try to give you the moral first and build the story around it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and real story is like, is like almost hidden, right? It's, it's like the shadow. It's like in the, in the shadow of your mind. Mm. So like, if you want to come out, it's, it's, it's bigger than one, you know, it's bigger than a log line, you know? But you have, to, you have to use log lines and stuff to try to figure it out. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, relating to the podcast is like, I would love to like try to get some structure on it and try to figure it out. But there's yeah. going to be a lot of it that's just going to the good stuff's not going to come from the structure, you know. There's, yeah. It's going to be organic. Yeah. The human elements. That's why it's good to start recording before we even started recording. Yeah. Technically, because you could hear the struggle of what input is good and the very human essence of it, or if it's even possible to you know figure out what we want to do now you know it could like i'm i was thinking of like what do we even name it you know i don't know yeah that could be like how progressive parents these days don't name their kids until they want their kid to name them themselves and then they go oh nya was born (laughs) like a big daddy frankenstein (laughs) Oh, dude, speaking of Frankenstein, have you heard of, and this is, like, totally a direction we could, like, kind of take the podcast, it doesn't have to be the main focus, yeah. but Frankenstein Labs, I think is what it's called. Yeah. So they were on Burt Kreischer's podcast, like, I think his most recent one, but I've already seen their videos just, like, through organic recommended searches. And what they do is they basically watch comedians and react, and they're, like, picture in picture. Yeah. Um, Frankenstein Labs. Yeah, so, but... Oh, well, it's, like, Inception. (laughs) Oh, they're, like... They're reacting Oh, they're with Burt Kreischer. Yeah, that's funny. But, yeah, they'll, like, watch Bill Burr, all these ones. Um... Yeah, and they don't just do they do sports I think in movies I've seen a lot of those recently especially with two black guys I've seen there's another one I forget what it's called but they'll let's do that with music mm. and they'll like so the reason I found it is because like YouTube recommends like Rush and all that stuff to me mm-hmm. all the time and so they're like listening to a bunch of Rush songs and, oh yeah 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 it's kind of cool because they do like stuff they wouldn't you wouldn't think those like normally listened to by yeah. a couple of black dudes and they're like trying to Totally obscure to the yeah yeah they like you wouldn't think because this was what they were I'm not like putting words in their mouth and on like Bill's Burr's podcast they were or Burt Kreischer's podcast they were talking about how like you know that was kind of their intention of listening to the things they listened to but what I thought would be cool is like we could do something picture in picture like this to like the intellectual dark web people like Eric Weinstein and Jordan Peterson and like, watch these things and then comment on what w- our take is. Because not all of them is, like, yeah, 100% what we believe. But we could, like, totally, like, 
<laughs> There's great ones out there, though, dude. I can just see, like, we'll call it the Indoctrination Podcast, and then every every week we have a new messiah. Ooh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Until we get to, like, the really lefty feminist stuff and the third-wave feminist stuff, and then just shut off. Yeah. Like, the Jordan... Have You, you probably watched Jordan Peterson versus GQ. Yeah. With that really long one where she was actually... Like no, no, I saw a, a different one. A formidable opponent. Oh, what's going on? Was here? was yeah, I I heard about that. She like actually had like most people that interview him just like read basic bullshit news and like, or just, guess what he's about. Yeah, like that one lady. What's her name? Kathy. Whatever. So what you're saying is what you have you seen? Oh that? Like, no. So you're saying we should organize our society like lobsters? And, oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all. So you think women are this or whatever? Um, yeah, and that was where they got that gold clip, the viral clip, where he's like, uh, "So, what makes you, you? What makes your right to free speech trump someone's right not to be offended?" And like, <laughs> because, and he's all Canadian about it. Because you have to risk being offensive in order to think. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Yeah, but like reacting to all those, Jordan Peterson destroys. Ben Shapiro destroys. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they'll say, like, they'll put, like, destroys us, uh, college snowflake. And they'll put, like, a quote, like, you're an idiot or something, but nobody says that in the whole video. Yeah. <laughs> Those get me all the time. Or they'll put a picture of, like, the typical, like, uh. Screaming in the air lady. Or yeah, like, red haired glasses. <laughs> it's like, and she wasn't in the video. Like a white guy who asked the question or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I lost the internet. What the heck's going That's on? That's just good marketing. That's just like you you really figured out how to get clicks. Yeah. That's and that's something we should try to think of too. I mean, as much as it is like, you know, therapeutic or whatever to to record yourself talking and thinking, that we got we've got to figure out a way to reach an audience at some level. And if even if it's not like organically just like content content content, but there's got to be some sort of effort to reach somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just it just dies in the dark corners of YouTube with you know less than hundred views and then nothing happens. You know. Yeah. So I don't and I don't want to be clickbaity about it either. But that's kind I mean, of a, a good thumbnail. I mean, once you're Joe Rogan, you don't need thumbnails. Yeah. That, but even th- his, I mean, I don't know who does it. I but even he has like clips. Yeah, the clips that it's like they yeah. are definitely intending to grow. By using those clips. Yeah, you know what? I th- I was thinking about that, too, because there's, like, ten different channels that, like, Joe Rogan University and, like, all these, like, little YouTube channels that just basically rip clips off his stuff. Yeah. So if if I were doing that, I would I – th- some people are just fans. They just like to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they just get demonetized from – they just get their stuff, you know. Claimed. Yeah, claimed. Yeah, and they just do it anyway. Which is good because you could still – the advertising funds still go to the creator, right? If you yeah. claim it and they don't dispute it or it's yeah. successful. Which is right, especially if you're just taking a clip. Like, yeah. you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. and But what those Frankenstein labs do is kind of like a fine line because they are reacting. It is Fair commentary. Use. Yeah. But, like, if you just basically play the whole clip and then say, well, that was funny. Yeah. It's like, okay, well... You know, maybe you deserve ten percent of the proceeds because you only added ten percent of the creative. Yeah, that stuff. reminds me of this guy on Twitch who would 
he would stream the UFC fights, but he would put it under the UFC video game category, and he would have himself oh yeah controller, so make it pretend, oh, oh. <laughs> make him pretend like he's playing, but it's really the live event going. That's so fucking funny to me. And I, I think he did that for a long time. Or at least he did it for a whole show and nobody, like, did anything about it. Because I, yeah, I'm I, sure he can't do it anymore. But yeah. once, once too many people catch on, they spoil it and little kids, like, tattle and stuff. That's why, like, speaking of Hitler, there's a picture of Hitler right here in the, in the YouTube thumbnail. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, <laughs> triggering. But speaking of Hitler, like, that, he figured that out. He's like, you got to get to the kids because they're... They're like the whole thing with like um, ratting on their parents and stuff. Like that was real. Like kids just know what you tell them. So if 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 you tell if you take them to public school and your shit's all fucked up, they're like Nazi or whatever. They're just gonna do whatever they think. Whatever you tell them is right thing to do. It's. I mean, I don't know about kids, but it's still happening in North Korea with like there. There's this Vice documentary that was like. They have town meetings, like, weekly or whatever. Yeah. And it, at the town, you're supposed to tell what neighbors have been doing bad things. Oh, And shit. then one representative from that meeting will go to, like, a Providence-wide or, like, a uh, county-wide meeting. And they have to rat on the worst thing that somebody in their town did. <laughs> and so, like, each week, like, you just have, like, the worst thing. So you're always, like, watching your shoulder and watching your behavior and... Dissent is just absolutely not tolerated. That's so fucking crazy. It's like it's like the misdeed Olympics or something. Like the the worst people from each town like compete to see who's the biggest. Uh yeah yeah. Not, not, I mean everybody gets fucked, but yeah exactly though they're just like. That's so scary, dude. That's so scary. In the UK, they're they're already. Report like that one guy got arrested. He got jail time, I think, or at least probation. Oh, for teaching the dog. Well, the dog was doing it anyway, and he just made like a joke about him Sieg Heiling. That's so dumb. And they fine him for that, or they, or they, I don't know what they threw him. They think he's in jail. You think? Yeah, I thought he was in That's, jail. Yeah, we could verify that, but but the, and the other thing I saw an article the UK's doing is they want you to report non non offense not non crimes, but if you were offended, they want you to report that to the police. Well, he's fined. I don't know if he's in jail. I'm sure he pleaded. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Out. I don't know how much jail time you could actually give, but 800 pounds. That's but what happens cheap. if you don't pay the fine? Like, then, yeah. So it's like that's what the dude. The state is essentially, and this is like a Murray Rothbard thing that um, I honestly I didn't watch that. Uh, I feel bad. It's don't feel bad. It's it, basically the state is the monopoly on the right to seize property and assets without um, repercussion. Yeah. So basically, they're the the ones that can take what they want and imprison who they want through violence, taxation, whatever. In the area, they have the monopoly. Yeah. And so they function as that. Yeah. I was talking to Matt about that. Whenever we drive out out Mm -hmm. here or wherever we go, like meet up a couple times... I'm always t- we always talk really big in the car, and um, shit. What was I thinking? The thing, the, the thing, the I was like, how is it that like these extremely left wing like socialist communist ideas are so appealing? Like, and why why can't why can't the other side have 
you know, it's it, I don't, is it bad marketing? Like conservatives <sighs> until until Trump came, conservatives were like spineless, like wormy, like at least Republicans were like in in the, mm-hmm. specifically in the Senate or in the House or whatever. They're just kind of like spineless, wormy lawyer nerds, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was thinking about it, and I probably somebody probably told me I don't come up with any original ideas ever. But who does? Yeah, who does? But it's like the the intellectual ideas of the extreme left of that kind of stuff is super clear. It's super obvious. Like, of course, you don't want bad stuff to happen. Of course, you don't want people to be taken advantage of. So, like, what what do you do? Is like, how do you combat that? Is you want to centralize some sort of power structure to to prevent that from happening but it's like and the other the other side of it is free market idea is like you it's not easy to define because it's not it's not a tentpole of ideas that's giving you the structure Mm -hmm. it's the collective intelligence of everybody in the market you know with price and needs and stuff like that it's not like easily quantifiable but somehow i mean you know the best stuff whether it's the cheapest stuff or the highest quality stuff or whatever that's Whatever makes it successful is is known collectively by the market, mm-hmm. but you can't define that in like a bullet point. You can't put that on a poster and protest for that. You know, it's like yeah. So I I don't know. That's what I'm thinking is like that's a huge barrier from that. So you have like people who, yeah, the state is it has the power to do everything, mm-hmm. and then for some reason it aligns really well with intellectual ideas of of fixing problems. Because you, can, you, it's so clear, you know. That we've got a homeless problem. We need to do Whoa, X, Y, Z, or we got the state relies on intellectuals, and yeah. part of Murray Rothbard's Anatomy of the State is the state needs intellectuals way more than intellectuals need the state. Hell yeah! So that's why they we have like a private. I mean, not private. Um, I won't call it private because it's inclusive, but we have a public. A university system with peer review and all these intellectuals are paid by the state and research for fun and funding for scientific research is mostly i don't know about mostly but like heavily done by the state yeah and they they money. need these intellectuals on their side or else they wouldn't be able to force this mass control that they do yeah what's the most what's the biggest um like area of the federal government of the United States that makes the most impact probably the central intelligence agency yeah and they're just full of intellectuals and trying to build power yeah and it what's really crazy to me is like that's the other thing that let me let me clap real quick because yeah. my battery saver was on so it lost no problem but you've been recording the whole time so that's good yeah. but I turned my battery saver off but it, my screen turned off, and then it said, "Oh, stopped recording because a oh, battery right. killer or something." So, I'm, so we're at thirty three minutes, thirty three forty eight. All right, and two thirty one. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that drives me absolutely nuts. Is people think like, "Oh, Hitler and all this stuff were like, they're like monsters. They're like the most evil people," and which is true, but it's not. They're not aliens. Like they, they. Are working within the same problems that just normal people do. Like they're human. Like the people like separate themselves yeah. from Hitler and Stalin and and uh, Kim Jong and all this stuff as if they could never be. Or that. the generals underneath them, like the I don't know what it's called, the 
whatever the, the Paris well after World War Two I don't know if, not the Paris Accords is it where they like had, they had a hearing trials yeah where they had a hearing for all these generals and I was just following my orders that's not an excuse you're put to death yeah but it's like. Uh, we have to have that same kind of mentality here in the United States when you accidentally drone strike an innocent person. Yeah, you're and, accountable for that. Yeah, like you can't just say, "Oh, I was just following orders." Like, or you can. Yeah. But we have to be even on both sides and realize that there's like atrocities. There's this thing that they teach that is like the horseshoe of political scale. So like. There's left and there's right and there's center. Right. And the farther you get on the ends, you start to look like one another. Um, in in and, action. Yeah, like so. Uh, the Soviet Union kind of looked like the Nazi Party, which the Nazi Party, Party was the right, and the and they'll say like the so, this is the left or like an evil dictatorship looks very much like uh, you know far socialism ideas. Yeah. And it's like. That's just a very convenient way of saying, here's the state having a lot of power, and here's the state having no power. And so they have made this whole fallacy that there's this, you know, you you can be either left or right, and center is a well-balanced approach to, we have good government, but we also have free ideas. And it's like, no, that's not the actual scale. You're just saying that for convenience. The actual scale is the government controls everything, or the people, the free market, and you know, natural law controls everything, yeah. and everywhere else is in the middle. And then so, right wing people kind of get, uh, like lumped into oh they're they're they want more control, they want more dictatorship, and really no, they want like limited government and limited, Small, yeah, which is like mind blowing to me why all this. Uh, so, the we're pulling out of the war in Syria. And we're, Trump even said that he wants to remove people from Afghanistan, from 14,000 to 7,000 tr- people. And every news media outlet, every major one is, like, giving him a hard time on both sides. The Republican, or, like, Fox News and MSNBC, they're both saying, like, this is a bad plan. Right. And it's like, you got to be able to take a step back, look at this from 30,000 feet and say... When Bush wasn't was going after these things, everybody was like, "We don't need to be in these overseas conflict. We don't need to be." Not at first, though, because people we were at first it we was, were super afraid yes. it was going to happen again. So we proliferated all of like Gaddafi and all those people gave up all their chemical weapons and all this stuff. And it was Saddam Hussein. It took like eighteen months to do it, and he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And people were like freaking out, like. This guy is like not do. He's not doing it. Like mm-hmm. the whole world knew what happened to us, and it's like that's like a that's be- like you don't want to fuck with America like the U.S. like that. So yeah. the fact that he's also that just happened, and he's resisting trying to like relinquish mm-hmm. chemical weapons which he had used mm-hmm. like at po- at specific points. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, Americans were like even. I remember uh, Doug Stanhope, who was a really great comedian, was talking about right after nine eleven. Um, uh, what's that girl's name? Um, is it Jeannie Garoppolo? She's like, um, she was like a 90s uh, comedian, comic writer. Um, mm. I think that's what her name is. But maybe that's completely somebody else. Maybe that's somebody I know. But uh, yes, 
Yes, that's Garofalo. Garofalo. That's her, yeah. So she was on stage. She's like, you know, very liberal mm-hmm. person. She was on stage. Doug Stanhope remembers it exactly. He's like, uh, she was on stage right after 9-11 saying, I don't, I don't agree with Bush, but we got to go over it. We got to do something about it. And it's like, people forget. Like, that's why we went there. Like mm-hmm. that, And then once it kind of like, we like didn't find anything, it was like people started like changing the reasons why we went there, but... Anyway, I didn't mean to change it. Oh, well, no, that's important to see how, like, we were so reactive. But, I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole, like, way back and say, like, why we were even attacked by Al-Qaeda. Yeah. An a, a, a agency that we funded and gave yeah. weapons to under President uh, Bush. HW, yeah. And Bush won. Yeah, and... Um, oh, but my point, though, is, like, we're pulling out... Ten years ago, in two thousand eight, yeah, that was a everybody big would have been like, "Awesome, we're pulling out." Now they're saying, "Well, Obama pulled out of Syria too early, and, and that's why there's all this conflict." And uh, we just or we put abandoned Iraq, and that's how ISIS grew. That is, yeah. And but now they're saying like, "There's thirty thousand ISIS members and all this stuff," and it's like, we're pulling out when there's thirty thousand people. It's like, isn't it fishy? That both sides of the aisle's news agencies want us to remain in conflict and doesn't want this to be a huge success for Trump. Yeah. It's because the people who fund their commercials are Have built been. into this military <laughs> industrial complex. And whether they want to admit it or not, they are this perpetual war is their business model this 24-hour news cycle yeah and no though they haven't been covering the war this much it's like the united states is exporting oil now yeah we don't need to be over there anymore like let's pull out like i'm totally like uh isolationist kind of and and obviously there's atrocities in the world and if we have the strength to like stop them or whatever maybe we should do something about it but yeah Having the Syrian government operate within themselves and us being over there, I don't think that's... I think that's a good thing. Like, let's get the hell out and, like... Yeah. There's something fishy about why everybody's against something that should be universally good. We're not We're not an American presence over there that is going to make people hate America. Yeah. Think if it was the other way around. Think if Trump wanted to send people there, what would they be saying? It's probably the same thing. I don't know. I think that's just resistance. I think they just don't want... Because he's not, he's not like... I mean, he probably is more is now than ever, but he was not, like, part of it. Like, he was an outsider coming in, and now he's got the top spot, and it's disruptive for everybody's kind of status quo stuff. Whether you like him or not, I mean, he's a total buffoon. He's a mm-hmm. total asshole. Like, he's like... he's a, And he would just lie through his teeth, do whatever, but luckily, I feel like he actually... It made himself where he was. He's not doing it for his own gain, whatever he's doing. He's actually trying to do some things to improve, like, the lives of just average people. And uh, the main benefit for Trump is that he's not, I mean, he's not part of the swamp. He's not yeah affiliated with these people. And that's obviously the reason why he got elected is people were tired yeah. of... And what's dope is he, he just refers to her as crooked now. And everybody knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's a dick. He's, a, he's like... But, yeah, there's something to that where it's like even, even the left 
side of things have to realize that the people that are in that situation are not anything like you like like you even though you're you know you may be poor or not very you know whatever or you just think of a couple things but it's like all those people are not anything that was when i was in college i was definitely a lot more left-leaning than i am now but yeah i remember my my parents were like watching would watch fox news and they're talking about oh this new thing and all this stuff and i'm thinking like you guys are not the the people that the republicans are like going for like you are not the rich people like you don't have like if you're yeah. if you're if your gross income a y- in a year is less than three hundred thousand dollars they're not talking about you yeah you know what i mean and it's the same thing with like with the left thing it's just kind of like on tipsy turvy where or topsy turvy where it's like yeah they're talking about you but they are not you like they're the most opposite of you as you could probably get mm-hmm. and you just you, you, to think that they're like on your side for like good reasons because they believe and they hope and all this stuff it's like it's just like masturbation. It's like there's no <laughs> way, there is no fucking way that that Hillary Clinton gives two shits about anything besides herself. Do you think we'd be pulling out of any Middle Eastern conflict if Hillary Clinton was president? Fuck no. And isn't the Democratic Party supposed to be the party that cares about people and humanity? Yeah. Let me. So yeah. what's what's up with that? That's what it's like questioning. Yeah, I like how. Yeah, that's the other I'm, thing. I'm gonna take a piss, but you can yeah. keep talking. That's that's the other thing. Is like I like how Bush going into Iraq because of you know nu- the proliferation issue and everybody wanted him to at the time. Uh-huh. I like how he's a neocon for that. But then Obama can go into Syria and Libya for no apparent reason, and he's not held to the same standard. And it's like, and and like the drone strikes and all this stuff. It's like it's just, I just don't think people are actually like paying they attention. The yeah, they're just nobody has their eyes open. They just they like don't want to uh, accept the fact that we are an empire as the United States. Yeah. It acts like a small government. Yeah, we have the interests. We all of our interests lie in a lot of other places because even like some something as simple as the healthcare system. Like we're the top leading. We're like you know the factor of one and everybody else's healthcare pricing and all that stuff is based on ours. Like it's it scales down from ours. You know. Mm-hmm. So like there's of course there's interest in 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 trying to centralize that, especially a part as part of government. Did you hear uh, Elizabeth Warren wants to allow the government to make generic pharmaceutical drugs? Yes, Elizabeth Warren wants the government, the federal government, to make generic prescription drugs. Why? Why? What's the What's the benefit there? Prescription drugs are already. I mean, the is the government better at doing anything? No, than private industry. No. The, That's the yeah. thing, it, but so they want to control that, or they want to put a price, price ceilings on, on that kind of stuff, or whatever. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense. And prescription drugs are already super cheap. The thing that's making it expensive is the the system, like the the fact that you can't that you can't get health if you live in California. Like Josh, he had Kaiser mm-hmm. in California when he lived here. He moved to Oregon and he had to go to Kaiser, so he mm-hmm. went to Kaiser. They, his health, his insurance didn't count. He they had he had to pay out of pocket for the whole thing, because it's the same fucking company. Talk about, you know, talk about 
forcing prices up, like keeping prices high. It's like if you allowed interstate uh, insurance, yeah. health insurance, you can get cheap ass insurance in Nevada, and you know what I mean, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just insurance. It has nothing to do with. I, I mean, I, I'm obviously an idiot, but I would assume it's just like anything else. It's like the insurance has nothing to do with actual services, right? The more people on the plan, the cheaper the insurance is. That's why Geico and Progressive are the cheapest insurance. Yeah. they have so many more people. And it's like, well, if you're – and nobody wants to fund the healthier. So it seems like this podcast or whatever we want to get out of this, there's already like a – political which is totally cool because a lot people are afraid to talk about politics and a lot of people don't have a voice in politics i think we're both pretty reasonable so talking about politics in a podcast form isn't necessarily a bad thing yeah but i also don't want to be informed because <laughs> it bothers me too much it's like so i'm like yeah i totally agree but I like to go deeper than that. Like, yeah, I like to go. Politics is is like the surface symptom of the deeper, yeah, the psyches, humanity, the, the humanities. Yeah, yeah. Have you you know the uh, the story of uh, Dark Souls, the game? No, uh, it's a really long story, but it, it's based around this this idea of humanity, and like, it's really cool. It you would never know it by playing it unless you. It's one of those things where like. They, the way they do it is super intricate, super interesting, and but there's like no narration. Your character never talks. You're just like kind of like running around killing shit, and then you kill a boss, and then you just keep going, and then but if you all the story is in the item descriptions, and they're only mm. like so you'll like get a new helmet, you'll like or you find a new sword, and it'll be like this sword is you know imbued with magic or whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, Lord Wynn once you you know oh, the, whatever whatever once thought that. You know, undead should never have this sword or whatever. And then, so you'd have to like, okay, now that's one fact from one item, and there's like a million items. So then you have to like piece together the world, like it's it's super crazy. Wow, that's crazy. It's super like, deep. Which is totally a uh, uh, male interest-driven ideology that like the story is within that item the thing yeah rather than like very overt and social it's not between characters in the game having a conversation it's like you picked up this item and this is its story this is how it fits into the bigger picture but it's not even like a big long story it's just like one sentence or two sentences about and it may not even like the person who used this sword you know what was was um this is a sword given to elite knights of this or something Mm -hmm. and then you kind of like once you get different item descriptions, you can kind of guess who they're talking about and, like, all this stuff. And it's really consistent, which is the craziest thing. It's, like, it's this huge world that's super consistent. But more or less, the the idea, the the long, the, the big story is the world used to be gray, right? And mm-hmm. there was no life. There was no death. Mm. There was arch trees, which is giant trees, and there were everlasting dragons. And that was it. That was – the world was gray. No one died. No one really lived. It was just kind of, like, right in the middle. And the first flame happened, like deep underground. It was like basically the Big Bang. And, but it, the light, the, the flame created disparity, light and dark, and life and death. And the flame is, it was like this idea, this soul. It's like, it's this giant soul that gets broken into a couple different pieces. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, there's like, they're called Lord Souls, or like 
the big chunks. So there's like a, the, there's the life soul, and there's the death soul, there's the light soul, and then the dark soul. But the other three are all we're all taken by you know uh, held by giants. Mm-hmm. And there's, so there's like Nito's the Grave Lord, like he's the death guy, like he's mm-hmm. he was the first one to die. He was the first one because no one had ever died before, so he was like the first person to die. Well, he's a giant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the Lord of Light, which is Lord Gwyn, and then there's the Witch of Izalith and all this stuff. Those are like the main lords. But there's a pygmy, the uh, the furtive pygmy that got a hold of the Dark Soul. There was one more soul, and he spread the soul, his soul, amongst all. Humanity. He created humanity with his. He split his out. Oh, well. And so it's like, it gets super complicated, but it's really interesting. And it's, it, crazy. Just, it's just like almost infinitely deep and like not like on the nose. Like I hate stuff that's on the nose where it's like, like they'll, it's just like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Like they're going to yeah. be frozen. Oh my gosh. Oh, it, the ice guy. Girls, the <laughs> girl has to, uh, yeah believe in herself or some stupid <laughs> shit like that like what kind of propaganda is that like yeah but anyway yeah i like the ideas of like humanity and like yeah and that's like going back to what i was talking about like with hitler and like stalin and stuff is like it's so easy to say like oh i could never do that i would never that's not that's like you like you block him off in your mind as if he's not the mm-hmm. same thing as you mm-hmm. it's just yeah Yep. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Um, So, yeah, if this podcast is also going to document us creating something other, like a Netflix series, could be children's books, could be a video game, could be anything. Anything, yeah. Yeah, it could be a multitude of things, like a publication, media thing i was actually interested in like writing some uh controversial children's books that like offset the progressive agenda of today mm-hmm. it's like you're a boy you like a truck <laughs> don't listen to you no one t- knows why <laughs> when uh when riley doesn't know if he's a girl or a boy yet it's because his parents are dumb <laughs> <laughs> his parents are- yeah, like or like. Oh God, that that poor kid who's strip dancing at the. Oh my God! Like, where? Who are the that kid's parents? For our listeners. Oh yeah. Or for our listener, which probably, is like, for yeah for our, your, ourselves in the future when we're listening to this. Yeah, there's a a popular drag queen child who's like eleven or ten or twelve. And he was at a gay bar dancing to Gwen Stefani. He actually stripped. He he got he went out on a dress, and then he pulled the dress off, and he was dressed like Gwen Stefani. And with this really short, like, cut white T-shirt that's really high. And it's like if yeah, how that's not sexualized as a 11 or 12-year-old, then I don't know what is. And then it's paraded around as, like, Empowering. some cool thing. To be, yeah, yes, yeah. so sick. And it's, it, but why? Why is it so sick? I mean, it's not. It's not subjectively sick. It's objectively sick. Am I wrong? Like no, it's, 
if we can uh, agree that sexualizing children yeah, is fucked up. universally bad, then we can agree that that was bad. But it's seen through the lens of... An um, agenda. Yeah, the that this is empowering, it's uh, trans-positive, this little boy is expressing himself to the full extent. Yikes, And it's dude. like, oh my god, if it wasn't like, get up there on stage, go dress, it's like he wouldn't, that wouldn't be what he wants to express. It's like, socially, people are trying to allow him to express himself, and it's just confusing the hell out of him. It's, yeah, if he was like, you know, he had a dance routine and he loved dancing and he wanted to do it or whatever, he wanted to just get on stage and dance, that's one thing. But it's it's like, from I from my perspective, it's like so clear that somebody like propped him up. We're even going to have him in a strip bar. We're even going to have him strip off some clothing. Not yeah, go he, naked. I mean, he wasn't naked. But kids don't listen to Gwen Stefani or... From the 90s? Or No yeah. Doubt on their own, let alone pick that outfit and go to a gay bar. Or to have, like, yeah, or have the the foresight to pick Gwen Stefani, I'm Just a Girl, to dance to. Like, yeah. the 90s song. It's like, so who's, yeah, who's in his ear? Yeah. What are his that kid's, parents like? That kid is really gonna dance to, like, Yo Gabba Gabba or something, you know? Or, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or at least Miley Cyrus or somebody, you know? Like, somebody contemporary, like... Yeah, and, then, and then, if, that's crazy, is if you don't... If you don't like that, if you just opinion is not like it, you are immediately transphobic. Yeah. I mean, there's no other reason. There's no other reason why you wouldn't like it, right? Yeah. It's impossible to have any other thought than it's good. Or you're, or you're just like the worst person that ever lived. And you're like trying to suppress people's identity. I don't really, like, personally, I don't give a shit like, if you, what you want to do with your life. But I'm not gonna pretend that you're a wolf kin or something like that. Like you're you're a bald ape. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you are not a wolf. You're not a worm kind or a fox kind or whatever. A like, butterfly. Or butterfly. Yeah, it's like you know. Do you realize how simple those those animals' brains are? Like that. That's. Have you started that book, The Twelve Rules for Life? Yeah, I'm. Only in the first chapter. Okay. That's what there. I'm. That's all I'm talking to talk about. Was like the first chapter is Jordan Peterson relates like how the lobster's brain is super mm-hmm. simple and it uses really simple like they can track it really easily because there's not much to it mm-hmm. and how they use serotonin which is the same thing that we use. I mean we yep. use the exact same thing. We produce it the exact same way. We absorb it the exact same way. And so it's like it's like we I get that we have some sort of lineage there. And we have a connection there, but to pretend like a lobster or a butterfly or even a wolf, even most mammals, even dolphins, to pretend like they have the same functionality, the same, the same capability as us, it's like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And then to, to, to map that as your identity is a bad idea. I don't want to stop people from doing it. There's a lot of bad ideas that people do, but yeah. I don't want to like restrict their ability to make it, those decisions. Yep. If it's their decision and if yeah. they're an adult. Yeah, if they're if an adult, those yeah. are my two or three is if it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. Do what you want. If you're an adult and 
you want to do that. It's not somebody else forcing you to do that, and it doesn't hurt anybody. Do your thing. Yeah. When you involve other people or you allow – it's not even allowing children. It's forcing children. It's shaping – it's like manipulating children when you – yeah. You know, want them to be a part of this group or whatever. Yeah, you use I don't them. know how we got there from... I know we were just talking about hierarchies. I don't know how I related it to that, but it no, makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, we're there. Um, yeah, so like when you watch that, and you watch this kid, this 11-year-old kid. I've seen... I mean, I've seen a lot of videos of like just uh, people interviewing people at Gay Pride and all this stuff like that. And I've seen that kid in videos before. Like, he's like... He's like in the a celebrity. Mix. Yeah, he's like a little celebrity kid. But whether he would be that without somebody making that happen, I it's very, very doubtful. Because he doesn't do anything really other than dance sexually, yeah. right? He's not like a, a wonderkin. He's not a genius. He's not like there's no other like unique. I'm not as far as I know. Like there's no other like super ability that this kid would get so much notoriety from. Right, I mean, mm-hmm. if your if your kid can play Mozart when he's four years old, or play the drums when he's like two, or something like that, like at a high level mm-hmm. for that, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. I understand at least, right? Like mm-hmm. that is a special kid. But when all your kid's doing is like gyrating in front of people, well, and it encourages other kids. Like they want to instill yeah. an ideology. Like they don't maybe cognitively think of that, but they're like, "This is our Bieber." People are going to act like him. We can get more kids to act like him the way we do. Like, which, is not, which is not a bad thing if it's not like – as long as it's not sexualized and like putting kids in like these dark, weird places. Like that, that whole thing with the strip club and stuff. Like to even – who let a kid in there? Who let any like, – Yeah. That's, is there alcohol being served? Like what's going on? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? That's like – that's some dark shit. Yeah. Dude, my brother sent me this video. For our listeners, it's called World Order, Let's Start World War Three. Is it a music? It's a music video. Um, it's a trip. <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but it was like funny lyrics. So I'll try to read the lyrics. Let's start World War Three. Are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. Fidget spinner. Oh, let me turn on the Are they subtitles. Japanese guys or something? Yeah, they're like, uh, I think it's... Or China? I don't know. Oh, Malaysia is on the top, but that's a tourism poster. So maybe it's, I don't know, China or Japan. I feel weird for saying that. I feel whatever. confident that you're, 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 you've got it. It's one of those countries. Let's start World War Three. A man who hurls the end. 
for the sake of saving the world, has finally appeared. He's both rich and tall. He can pro-wrestle and he's smart too. <laughs> like a real hero right out of a film. Let's start World War Three. So it's basically about Trump yeah. and starting World War Three, but I can't tell if it's ironic, which it probably is. Yeah. I don't know. I yearn for your blonde hair and blue eyes. Wherever you go, we will follow you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just crazy. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's like a pop song. That reminds me of like uh, the mariachi bands that who do like pop songs, but it's like about like um, drive-by killings and like, really? like drug warfare and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know, but that's what I've. Oh, it's like a. It's like popular. They're it's basically like gangster rap, but in mariachi mm. like style form, or just like. You know, Spanish music. That's funny. But yeah, what made you... Um, Play that? Yeah, what made you bring that up? Um, because I think it's an interesting... So I still don't know what to think of it. So partially I brought it up because I don't know the intent of the creators. Three million views. Almost four. Almost four million vo- views. It's a group called World Order. Obviously it's a song... But it seems like they're either praising Trump ironically or not. I probably ironically. Probably. And this is an international band. Like, they're from a different country, so. That's got to be either China or Japan. Yeah. I, I didn't really look at the, the writing or the language written anywhere on the buildings. Yeah. But that's what it looks like. People crossing the street and uh, all. Yeah, this is, uh, this, yeah, they look like Japanese sidewalks. And it's in a different language, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. What's what are what are the lyrics? Is um, from he? They're like he's trying a, to. They're trying to look at it from American, you know, the the typical American standpoint, where it's like you're a hero. You've got you know blonde hair, blue eyes. You're tall and rich, and and then yet, let's 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 start a World War Three or something like that. So it, it's like. Yeah, I can see. I can see what they're where they're coming from. I think. So this person commented, said, "It's the name's Zen Zenon." Okay, so a lot of people are confused about the message and outlook of "Let's Start World War Three. So I'm going to sum it up. Okay, so he is assuming authority. Let's give him that. The video starts with Trump talking about only putting America first. The video ends with the message. We are all one, which opposes Trump's starting views. Right. This is also seen by the we are all one, excuse me, flag changing from the USA flag in its place at the start of the video. The video is ironic and the lyrics clearly represent this as okay. such yeah. as America's greatest hero and the reference to his grab her by the pussy remark. Oh, we didn't play that part. Uh, the use of this portrays the satirical farce of the video. Basically, World Order, the band, 
are presenting their beliefs that everyone must come first, not just America. And besides, they're pretending to worship a golden pig. I wonder who that could represent. Right. Edit, I honestly can't believe that this comment has a thousand likes. The fact that over a thousand people... So, okay. Yeah, yeah, jerk yourself off. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and that's that's like going back to like what I was talking about before, where it's like, yeah, intellectually, of course, that's not the point of of being a nationalist country. It's like... At a certain at a certain point, if you centralize power too high and too far above the people, too far away from the people, uh, like the EU is having a problem right now. It's like Brussels. Why is Brussels telling Germany and France and and the UK what to do? It's like when when they're so not you know when you centralize power away from the people, mm-hmm. it's bad. Like the people, it's it's worse. Like. You're you're basically undoing. You're basically negating or uh, the the collective intelligence of all the people. And like we don't live in. I mean, we live in the world, but not in our heads. We live in our small f- families first, in our community second, mm-hmm. in our states maybe third. And it's like, yeah, intellectually it makes sense. Yeah, you don't. We're not saying that the U.S. is like better and or whatever like the people in other countries don't matter or whatever mm-hmm. so which is the intellectual argument about it it's like yeah let's start world war three or whatever because you know the u.s people think they're they they're all that matters and all this stuff which is not what not what they're saying i mean it's a small group of people that yeah but try to do <laughs> so what's the argument against it you want you want to centralize power so we should have one government yeah. ruling Japan and Malaysia and Afghanistan and and the U.S. It's like the U the U.S. itself has three hundred you know thirty million people, which is about the same amount of people in the EU, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is is we're we were built on the same stuff. We're built into the same constitution, the same all the same stuff. So and we have differing states. Yeah, each state's like a different experiment almost. But today, more than ever, we're seizing, or this federal government is seizing more power. Yeah, and taking more power, dude. It's it's a. Yeah. I predict that the if hyperinflation happens, and people want to get rid of the Federal Reserve and the that whole banking system based on the Federal Reserve. First of all, crypto will be worth a lot more than it is now and ever was because it's truly truly decentralized. Gold will go up and it will remain valuable. It's not that it'll go up. It's that the currency that's measuring it is going down. Yep, compared to the gold, exactly. Yep. Because the the intrinsic value of the gold isn't changing. No. It's the the measurement stick that's changing. Only if they mine more. Then I guess the value would change, right? But even yeah. then, it's like that's 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 some small. <laughs> yeah, we've got most of, of the gold is probably already in circulation or stored. Yeah, I saw a thing where it was like, um, I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but they're talking. There was like people word on the street, people on the street, always going around interviewing, like especially college kids because they say the stupidest shit. Mm-hmm. But um, interviewing, like, um, what do you think of the minimum wage? Oh yeah, I think we need to have it be fifteen dollars an hour. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, are you familiar um, what the gold standard is? Like, when the minimum wage first came out, the the thing that he says, the, when the minimum wage, minimum wage first came out, it was like $1.25 and like, I don't know what year, this, maybe the 20s or the teens or maybe the mm-hmm. 30s. 
the minimum wage was like a dollar twenty-five, and there was actually precious metal in the coins. Mm. We since we took we stepped away from that, right? Mm-hmm. We don't we're not backed by anything now, right? It's mm-hmm. not it's just it's just kind of like a floating currency. That's why we're subject to hyperinflation as soon as the economy crashes because we're gonna have to just print more money because the pay. balance sheets already show that that debt is owed. Yeah, yeah. The, they're yeah. going to have to print it. It's and, not like and you would rather move. yeah you'd rather pay the old debt with new weak money because the nominal amount of the debt doesn't change because the, the inflation yeah. changes. So yeah. if if a value of a dollar gets goes to shit and it takes five dollars to equal a dollar now, so you're gonna have five dollars to pay off last you know last year's dollar, last decade's mm-hmm. dollar. So you're gonna have five to one. So it makes sense like from that perspective, but um, but anyway, so that the, that dollar twenty five. Or whatever it was, those five quarters, mm-hmm. the precious metal that was in those five quarters today is worth seventeen something, seventeen dollars. Mm. So it's like you wouldn't even have needed a minimum wage. The you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the the value would have already been in. I don't even know how that works really, but it's just kind of like a weird. It's weird that the value is not there, and the the value well, is gone. Heard, okay, there's so, nothing in it. So did. We talked about this last time, but the petrodollar, right? Yeah. How, like, um, how the, it was backed in gold, but then Saudi Arabia said that you can exchange dollar for, dollars for oil, whatever. That's People say it's a conspiracy, but obviously you can buy oil with dollars, so... Yeah, it's know, actually, it's, that's it, the only way that you can works. buy them, right? It's based on barrel dollars per Yeah, barrel, you right? could always convert, but it's like, that's, that's the, what that's the, the standard. Yep. Um, but what I also found out a while back is the minimum wage was actually put in to, uh, suppress underskilled or not underskilled to suppress, um, people who would work for less, usually minorities. Minorities, yeah. Because if you think about, okay, so say the minimum wage is $10. Yeah. So well, let's assume there's no minimum wage. Okay. And somebody who is privileged has the same skills as somebody who is... We're talking low skill. Yeah, we're talking b- low skill job. But somebody who is privileged in uh, a social aspect, say a white person, has low skills as say a, uh, a migrant worker or a Latino worker. Well, you could – the Latino worker would be happy to work for $8 an hour and the um, business owner would be happy to pay them $8 an hour and they might even hire two Latino workers at $16 an hour. Yeah. But since now, no, you have to pay $10 an hour. Well, okay. You've then what I'm going to do is since the white worker is also the same skill – as the migrant worker. And I have to pay him at starting at 10. And I can only now afford one. Yeah. I'm going to invest in the white worker. Spe- yeah. Because. You're racist. <laughs> because you're racist or whatever. Because the system is, you know, essentially. It's enabling. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. it's enabling. Well, it's preventing the person from doing what they would like ideally. Yeah. Which is hire the people at the cheapest value. Yeah. And. Give those people an opportunity, but instead now there's okay. So three people were trying to get a job: two Latino workers and one white worker. The business owner choosing who they want for the minimum wage. They could have chosen a Latino worker 
whatever. Yeah. But now you're reducing the amount of available jobs from two to one yeah. because the person doesn't want to hire two people at $16 an hour for both. He can't they afford, they it, can't it, afford it. Now yeah. he's only going to uh, hire one at 10 and be less productive. Yeah. So now no matter what, there's two people not working instead of one. Yeah. Larry Elder talks about that too. And it's an old Thomas Sowell thing too, but it's like that came about because you would have, you had impoverished young black men, right? Mm-hmm. Who, had to work. They had to get jobs. And then you had young white men who were the same skill level, but their cost of living was higher or whatever it was. So they couldn't they couldn't be cheaper, right? They mm-hmm. so you have these so who got the job? You got the same amount of productivity, right? There's a, I'm not saying anything about the productivity of because of what race you are, right? Let's say mm-hmm. a, a young black laborer versus a young white laborer. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do is the young black laborer has a lower cost of living. He can say, okay, that guy wants to charge $8 an hour. I can do seven fifty, dollars or mm-hmm. I can do $7. Giving that person an opportunity to yeah, work. He can be competitive in, yeah. that, in that space because he can be the same amount of productive for cheaper. So who's mm-hmm. going to get the job is the black guy. So what happens is you put him – now you say, okay, now, now there's a minimum wage. You can't pay less than $9 an hour. So you've just legalized – You've just enabled that person. Now that person, the employer doesn't have a choice. So if he's any inclined to be racist or anything like that, now he can because you got to pay both at nine dollars an hour. The mm-hmm. same exact productivity. What what's going to be the differing factor now? Mm-hmm. It's like what's left. You know what I mean? Well, and just a, from a social emotional standpoint, it's like, well, this guy lives in Berkeley and his rent is twenty two thousand dollars a month. Oh, this guy lives in Richmond. And he's only paying seventeen hundred, so I better hire this guy because he has a higher cost of living. It's like, okay, yeah. or you could have given an opportunity for somebody to work for what they're worth. Yeah, it's just you're, you're and it, the other thing, yeah, it, it makes it illegal to be less productive, to have a job that's less productive than the minimum wage. So, like when you drive up to Fern Canyon or whatever, and you go through Oric, mm-hmm. and there's five wood carving places, right? It's like how how. A la- that takes so much time to do a wood carving. How productive per hour, dollar wise, are you actually? Could you actually be? Yeah, it's like not very much, right? You can't be, you can't be ten dollars an hour productive on a wood carving. It's just too many hours. Yeah. So what you've done is you've effectively made it illegal to have that job, to be paid at that productive level because mm-hmm. no one's going to pay you fifteen dollars an hour to carve at a three dollar an hour product productivity level. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's like it's fucked. It's it, and it, but the, the intellectual side is like, of course, people have to live, people have to work, but so it's like you can sum it up in a really clean motto. You know, of course, that's what you want, but to get that is like it's so much more complicated than that. And the market pressures and the competition is what drives it. So if you can't even get the starting job because you're not productive of your, or you're not trained, that's why there's so many issues with. Businesses like, especially look, trying to hire kids out of college and stuff, they have no experience. I, I can't afford to hire you at the rate that you want to be paid at because you have no experience. It's going to cost me so much more to have you and to not even, I'm not even sure you can even do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's happened, especially in accounting. Like, it's like shoot, it's like shooting fish in a, not shooting fish in a barrel. It's like the opposite of that. <laughs> it's like you don't you get these you know kids got a college degree whatever in accounting that you're hiring you don't know if they can actually even cut it because what this book says and what the actual work is is mm-hmm. very different 
Like you can, you might get the basic concepts. I learned more in six months of working at a CPA firm than I did in four year, four and a half years of college. Like, yep. and that's just the reality of it. So what you're doing is you're preventing those people who are low skill to develop on the job and actually be more productive than that. Mm-hmm. But it's like intellectually, it's like we need to protect those people by enforcing higher wages and making sure employers can't fuck them over. It's the same thing with like teachers' tenure. We have to make sure that they're protected, so mm-hmm. they're not kicked, they're not fired right before their retirement or something like that. But it's like it's not it's you it's utopian to think that's all you're getting. Like yeah. what do you what's the trade off? Is like now you got teachers who can't be fired who don't who don't do anything. Yeah. Or you've got you got people who can't get jobs now because they need three years of experience that there's no there's no spot for them to get. There's no job that they could get yeah. to get that experience. It'd or be worth they it. need a entry level college degree, which is basically for most people debt. You yeah. need debt before you can start working. I went to a Christmas party last night, and because uh, my because Vicky, uh, my wife, is still she's getting her teaching credential, mm-hmm. and she's got a lot of friends in that credential because it's a mm-hmm. small group. Uh-huh. And uh, so the, one of them had a Christmas party on Pleasant Hill, so we went out, and it's it like interesting, like. There's one guy there who's super nice guy, super cool, but you can tell he's just like his parents are fucking loaded. Mm-hmm. And he just just little things he says are just like you can just tell like I would never have ever said that. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's talking about like he went to college for 2 years and he he blew it was like he had to drop out cuz it was too expensive. I was like, "Oh, what college did you go to?" "Oh, Menlo College." I'm like <laughs> a private college. Private college. I'm like he's like, "Yeah, I, I, it was too expensive. It was $52,000 a year." I'm like, "So you're in debt?" And he's like, no, my parents had set put aside a hundred thousand dollars for me. I'm like, my why parents, would you waste it? <laughs> my parents have never had a hundred thousand dollars, like sitting anywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like just weird stuff like that. But I don't know where I was going with that. But the the um, yeah, the idea is like, I don't even know. I lost it. But well, one thing that I wanted to bring up is people talk about like a labor shortage. Yeah. And you you could say like, oh, well, there's a labor shortage. The government needs to step in and do something. The, no. government, the government just passed the agriculture like thing where they're giving all this money to farmers. And it's like, so now you're incentivizing farmers to not change up and be better. <laughs> yeah. And you're it's just like, giving them money for free. Yeah, it's like there's a philosophy that there is no such thing as a labor shortage. There's just a dispute on what the salary should be because if you were to pay more you would have workers yeah it's like oh we have a labor shortage of computer scientists Mm, well then that's what the argument they say is like well say there's only one person who knows how to uh, program a computer how much are they gonna make (laughs) then it's like and then it's like well and there's five jobs open it's like well yeah in the sense that there's an immediate labor shortage but in the fact that there's no people willing to change what they're doing and learn how to do that. That's just a difference in cost. Yeah. So they say, oh, there's a retail labor shortage. No, there's just people that don't want to work retail for that price. Yeah. You know? So let's throw more money at stuff. Amazon is a perfect example. Yeah. We have a labor shortage. We could fulfill more orders. So let's subsidize. Let's have the government take care of their food stamps. And, you know, it's like. Yeah. It's they, like, yeah, you're going in on the back end when really the front end market would equalize that if it if it was allowed to. Yeah. They just uh, removed, I think, the minimum. Well, they changed it from food stamps to like something more politically correct. But 
Uh, it's been food the, coupons or something? No, uh, food <laughs> stamps. No minimum. Food S words? They you can't say that anymore. Able bodied adults without dependencies. What the hell is that? That's some 1984 shit. The Ministry of uh, Happy People. Uh, Able bodied. <laughs> Able bodied happy people. Uh. It has been part of the law since 1990 uh, states. Under the law, states can request a temporary waive the time limit when unemployment is high. Uh, basically, though, you used to have to work a minimum amount to get food sta- stamps, but now you don't. Yeah. So now you don't have to work. Let's just keep lowering the bar, lowering the bar, trying to protect people like by lowering the bar. But but the trade-off is that there's no incentive to do anything anymore. People who beg on the street are making $200 a, a day. And like, so why would you ever want a job? Why would you ever – and you, then you can also get food stamps and also get low-income you know, low housing and lo, also get all this stuff and then also not report your income. It's all cash. You know, It's like – is that really what we want in our society? I mean, I get there's some people who don't have a choice, but there's always going to be people who don't have a choice. There's always going to be somebody who loses. There's always going to be 10% of the population who has an IQ under 83 who can't do anything. Like that's just reality. Like yeah. we we don't even we'd want to live in like this utopia where everybody's fine, everybody's taken care of, but we have to be productive. We have to do people have to do stuff. And you know what's really good at Taking care of those people is charities. Yeah. GoFundMe's. Yeah. Privatize. Like, oh, can you – I have a brother who can't care for himself. I don't. But, you you know, I have a, a sibling and we'd like to get him his own apartment and we can contribute $900 a month. Can we ask the community to contribute another 300 for food? And, yeah. You know, all of a sudden if – Why do you think GoFundMe is so popular? It's like you're putting a face on these – Otherwise, nameless, faceless problems that we're having just throwing money at, you know? The Lakeshore Avenue right here, if you drive towards the freeway, there's the biggest two potholes that you can't even avoid if you're in that lane. Because if you go over one, you're in one. You go the other way, you're in the other. Yeah. And they're like where the storm drains are. If the I wasn't counting on the city of Oakland to take care of it, I would start a GoFundMe, put it on next door... And everybody who lived here, what can you contribute? I'll start it off with, it's worth it to me. For, it's $30 to me to get that fixed. Yeah. Maybe even 100 for some people. Uh, here's my plan. I'm going to go rent a fucking cement mixer. Yep. If, it, if it wasn't illegal for me to do that. Well, you know, like, Domino's is starting to do that. Have you heard of that? I think that might be marketing, but they have done it. Yeah, it's not. And I saw where they're doing it. It's like one spot in the country and they're just for the commercial. filming it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but that's like, that's a... Uh, interesting point yeah. it's like if i wanted my tax dollars to go towards something it could work but but the <laughs> city ordinance, yeah but then you go okay i want to do something important in our community like that's an obvious problem quick fix mm-hmm. you got to get a permit okay how long is that going to take how much does that cost who's deciding whether i'm allowed to do this it's like the, the system like the system still has restrictions. you can't collect rainwater like because you don't own it it's actually the locale it's the municipality's rainwater <laughs> It's like we just keep adding more and more and more that 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 
entity is able to whatever that entity is it's always like government usually that's able to do and i get it because free market you know there's a huge thing in china right now i don't know if you've seen it but there's like two main um bike rental like line mm-hmm. bikes yeah. companies and they're fighting for market share really bad mm-hmm. so they're producing like thousands and thousands and thousands of bikes because the only Dude. way to steal market share is to be have the bikes everywhere and so like there's just like piles of bikes on the side of the road because yeah. people don't like there's just too many bikes and they have like they impound them and there's just like looks like airplane mm-hmm. uh, takeoff strips of we just, saw like, them when we were there last year trucks people throwing bikes in dump trucks yeah like city workers like clearing them out yeah it was crazy that's the free market run amok like that's yes. that's ultimate competition that's where it goes wrong but the but that's so that's on the extreme I would say the extreme right side or the mm-hmm. extreme libertarian free like small governments less regulation and I bet there's some type of social control aspect to allowing it to do that because China is still a communist country okay. so some it's like a adapted thing so there might still be some error that's not really free market. Right. It's like preventing. Maybe it's so hard it's to get a license. Yeah. But there isn't three companies. There is only two. So then there's this competition with two. Dude, I got pee again. I have like a small bladder. <laughs> My, our listeners are gonna figure that out. Our listener, <laughs> me later. Whoever edits this later is gonna figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can uh, publish this to uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. And SoundCloud has an RSS feed, and then you can submit the RSS feed link to iTunes and all the other podcast providers, and it's free. Otherwise, like all these podcast hosting sites cost like $9 a month. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that. I think the, which might be an option down the road if like we're making a couple a week or um, that way it's all one-stop shop. Yeah. But I think SoundCloud does it equally as well. So I, I don't know. Yeah, we got to get everywhere that's free. And I would like, if we're going to go on YouTube, I'd like to be able to at least put it, when you put it on or edit it, at least make like updating thumbnails if we're not going to do video. You know, so like as we're talking about different things, the picture will change. Like, so when we talk about Hitler again, inevitably, that we'll have a picture of Hitler and Hitler Youth. <laughs> Yeah. Or like we'll have, you know, pictures of the video we were just talking about. Yeah. So it's at least not like talk radio. I got to get on mic and tell you about my idea for a software that I already told you last weekend. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember anything. So my idea for the software is, um, oh yeah, I'll make some more coffee. Oh, I don't need any more coffee. I'm going to piss my pants, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, so basically it's like automated closed captions, right? They already have that on YouTube, Yeah. but you can automate images from the keywords you say to be put into a video. So like what you're saying, but you don't have to manually do it. So the person says like man, bear pig and a picture of man, bear pig comes up. And Google, and and Google just like automatically runs a picture. Yeah. It like the machine learning identifies what the hot phrases are and they're tip typically nouns maybe a proper noun you'd have like an exclusion list of all the words that you would never want like just normal parts yeah. of speech where like you would never want a picture to be pulled up like of the or whatever yeah so you'd have to like and it would also evaluate how many times you refer to that so if, if we like said the word uh you know 
wiener dog like five times in the in the in a certain like twenty second window, then it would know for that twenty second window wiener dogs came up more than any other noun. So we're gonna put it there. So it couldn't just like every time you say it, put it in. It'd have to compile the entire. So it couldn't text. do it live. No, it wouldn't be able to. How, uh, yeah, it would have to do it after you've done it. It would go back. How crazy would it be is if it did do it live and it did it on every single word and it just was like, uh, like a. Uh, is that Katy Perry? What is that? Is that the. Did I say, hey, Google, and then you said Wiener Dog and it played Katy Perry? <laughs> what the heck? Is it coming from. I don't know. We're having... There's some weird music going on in the other room. I think Google... Hey, Google. Stop. Google, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> I said, hey, Google. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, what did we say right after that? Man bear pig? Katy Perry bear? Bear pig. Yeah, there's a Sean Paul... Uh, What's that sexy lady? What's that? Somebody did that. I'll get busy animation. Alright. It's a Sean Paul song? Yep. Whatever. Oh god, it's so good though. If somebody did that, they did every single word. They put it. Yeah, but they do it because he. You can't really understand them, so they did it to what they <laughs> sounds like. Yeah. Or like I've seen that before with like Fallout Boy, like they don't dads, dads, or whatever. Like they don't really know what they're saying, so they'll just put like pictures of what they what it is, what they think it is. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if it's even Sean. It's Sean Paul's the one that has like the Jamaican type accent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went to. Um, I went to, what was it called? It was something with High Times, like, in 2011. They had, like, a, um, it was the, they called it the Cannabis Cup. I don't know if they even do it anymore. But um, I got tickets for it because Currency was playing a VIP show after. And it was right when I was really into Currency. And uh, so, oh, yeah. so we went, and there was, like, literally no one there. And it was just, like, Currency doing his songs and stuff. It was super cool. But Sean Paul showed up to, like, the High Times thing. <laughs> Just like during the event, like his like special guest, Sean Paul, it was kind of weird. It was really weird. It was really tiny and like strange. But there was a huge outdoor section. That's probably why it was felt tiny. Everyone was outside smoking, uh, and like people brought like the crazy contraptions and like they're like. It was in San Francisco. Yeah, what? yeah. It was at some I forget what where it was, but it was like at some venue. It wasn't huge. It was a pretty you know, it was pretty small actually. But it was just funny. They're like, Sean Paul's here. And he's like super baked. And like, are you going to interview him? Or he's just going to be here? He's also here. <laughs> it's just kind of, everyone's just super high. Uh, found it. Oh, man. So this is Misheard Lyrics. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to 
to the girl, them rock out on the floor From you don't wanna walk with performer From you don't wanna man work your turn You want girl, make a see you when they're my fan, yeah it's called Misheard Lyrics Temperature. Look it up, listeners. Yeah. Oh, so how... Uh, do you want to eat? Yeah, you want to take a break? Yeah, we could stop. We're at an hour and 34. Okay. Maybe... Say one person could take one microphone, one person could take the other, but... I, this is works good, I think, probably. Yeah. As long as it's not deleting my other thing. Um, yeah. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay, I will do. Don't say the N-word. <laughs> Outward. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing I was gonna. I had an, I, I was thinking about is like, what are the gonna be the rules? Because like, we obviously don't want to get into personal information, like identifiable. We don't want to get into people's family stuff. Unless yeah. they bring it up, but yeah. other than that, I would like to like. I don't want to make too many rules, but there's got to be at least some sort of backstop so we just don't like totally rip into each other's past or whatever. Uh, well, or, how about you reserve the right to reserve delete anything you say? Okay. Any other person? Yeah. Okay. And but then just say I don't want to talk about that. If but you can only about. delete your own. You can't delete the other person's. So well, what if you say something that I don't want you to say about me? <laughs> oh, that's true. If it's about me. If it's about Are you, both yeah. Both these are the same. Yeah, more or less. Okay, yeah. so I can. Yeah, and we probably want to put them in um, like microwave bullshit. Oh yeah, that's a good ass idea. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, a beef stew that my mom makes, and she's made it a few times in the last year, and it's it's really not bad. It's it's super simple, like carrots, onions, potato. And like stew meat, but this time she, they didn't really have good stew meat at the store, so she uh-huh. got like, um, I forget what she got, but she got like a chuck roast steaks or something, so it's like, it's a little bit leaner, the beef, and there's not going to be a ton of beef, I don't think, but um, the broth is like you, it's water and a whole bottle of wine. Ooh, dude, I don't get much beef in my stew here at this house. I know. Whenever I can get meat, I jump on it. Yeah, hope, I mean... Just smell it. It's like I can smell it. It's, oh. it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be something. And then she made this cheesy garlic bread that we can also. Oh yeah, turned on the oven. Perfect. So. so yeah, the other thing too is like to make it fun and to make it like to keep it something that we want to keep doing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to find more to it. Like we're gonna have to. I mean, at least for me, we have to like we have to do something else. Like. Maybe we're, you know, we are playing a game or we're not like that. But, I mean, we're trying to make something else at the same time. Yeah, like that script idea. Or we can even have interviews. We could have guests. We yeah. Could, we could Skype in people once we, like, figure out how to do other recordings, too. And Yeah. Hey, do you want to join our podcast via Skype? We would be a person. There is, like... I have a lot of ideas of stories that I, or things that I like or would like to see as a story, but. I really uh, like the idea of like a topical one too. So like Nintendo 64, do a half hour episode. It would hopefully be video with screen capture, although you could always edit it post. Yeah. But like talk about all the attachments, talk about all this. And it's like people can go to that and refer people to that as like, Dude, did you hear that cool thing about N64s? It could be a standalone 
YouTube video even. Yeah. Or just yeah, or just talking about I mean, I'm not gonna be an expert on how it works or anything, so it's just but gonna be reading the Wikipedia article for people. Basically yeah. that's all experts are, is they've read it and memorized it and we just won't memorize it. We'll just basically have notes. Yeah. And uh I wonder if this is hot yet. But yeah, and I just wanna talk about what like what how I relate to it and like what it did for me, like that kind of stuff, because that's all I'm really going to be able to fall back on if we're, we run into problems with talking about technical shit. Yeah. N64 is like a huge defining thing for me anyway when I was a kid. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know what, what that probably leads into why I'm so like super competitive about things, some things. <laughs> Oh, dude, you brought some York peppermint patties? Yeah, I brought a couple of some after dinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. after breakfast, dinner, mint. Nice. I don't know, yeah. You want to try that? Do you like pickles? No, no. I don't. Not even I love dill. bread and butter? I like, oh, definitely not bread and butter. Oh. I, I'm anti-bread. Spicy ones. Oh, God, man. I like dill better. I like sandwiches, everything, but yeah. these are like... Mm. I'm like, uh, this one probably doesn't have to be in here for very long. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm a big dill pickle person, but not mm. anything else. When you get too funky, it's just... I'm more of an Angelica pickle kind of guy. <laughs> oh. 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 Dude, that's also another genre. It's like talking about old nostalgic 90s things. You remember they had that, uh, channel? Or they might still have that TV Nick, channel. Nick Tunes? Nick, or... 90s, Nick 90s or something like that, and it was all the old... Yeah. What was your uh, What was your favorite one? When I was really young, probably Rugrats. Yeah. I used to watch Rugrats before I could even like read fast. So when the episode was st- starting, I'd like shout to my mom in the other room, tell her like, "Mom, it's starting!" It, so she'd like flip it to the channel and she'd read to me what the title of the episode was because I couldn't read that fast yet. Yeah. And I was like, "What episode?" I liked uh, Rocco's Modern Life. That's a cool one too. And every time it came on is right when like I used to go to daycare at um, some some uh, my parents' friends' house because my both my parents worked. Some pedo? <laughs> no, no, just normal, just like a normal family house. But um, they would always come pick me up right when that show started. It was like around six o'clock or something, and I used to it just used to drive me nuts because we'd never make it home in time to to watch it. So like. I have all these memories of it, and I'm sure it's a terrible show. I'm sure it's like stupid and whatever, but I just like the animation. I liked how how weird it was. It was just kind of like it was dark. It was a little bit dark. Yeah. From what I remember, it was yeah. not like ha- and the 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 turtle was married to the cat doctor who had a hook hand. Do you remember that? And like they were, they were like a progressive couple. Like <laughs> <laughs> they were like interracial for the yeah. time. Interspecies. And there was like the very flamboyant kind of frog thing. Yes, the neighbors. And the and the and the neighbors were big frogs and the wife loved Rocco and the husband hated Rocco. Yeah, he was kinda of like the villain. Yeah, he was like one of the main antagonists, yeah. And Rocco was always like in those episodes Rocco was always like really nice or whatever and he would just like hate it. Um, how do you turn this off? Uh, yeah. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and then I do remember at one point the turtle guy and the cat doctor with the hook hand had babies, 
and I don't remember what they looked oh, like. Oh yeah, they were like, yeah, that's creepy. I want to look up what they look like. He remind the 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 uh, oh, weren't they like combined? Like some were like the cat doctor, some were like I, the turtle. I think so. Yeah. I'm just trying to cook it a little longer because I don't know if the potatoes are warm yet. Yeah. It's probably pretty close, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got like, I've got a couple ideas of, of a story I would like to see, like a basic idea of a story. And it's usually just from like Rush songs. <laughs> <laughs> But like Tom Sawyer, like a no, <laughs> not, Tom, not Tom Sawyer, but there's a song they that's one of my favorite songs they did. It's called Red Barchetta, which is Barchetta, I think, is a Ferrari. No, and, Bruschetta is actually <laughs> French bread with tomatoes on top, Dylan. That's right. okay. No. Um, so like the 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 whole story is uh, that this guy is a, the song. The song is about this guy who has his uncle out in the country who um, who saved this red Ferrari for him after the motor law and all this stuff like engines have been outlawed and all this stuff mm. and so he, he 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 travels out there to visit him all the time far outside the wire you know and uh, and he and he right is like his uncle's prized possession that he saved for him and it's this red Ferrari and he drives it and uh, the song how the song goes is he's driving it and he's just like shifting and drifting like he's just like He's just like having a like a religious experience, and a, an air car, two lanes wide, starts chasing him. Air car? What's yeah, that? it's whatever the what's the futuristic, <laughs> um, like enforcement machines, like because of the motor law, like he's mm. he's he's like you know it's like post. Uh, mm, post-modern. Like Mad Max kind of, but postmodern Mad Max. Yeah, like yeah. Ooh. He's like his, and he has to. Um, Escape it, and and then uh, he does. But why did we ever have to go postmodern? Wasn't modern good enough? No, of course not. It's like modern is current. Modern is always the newest and best and freshest. But modern is always all the modern problems too. So you have to go beyond it to try to figure out like, yeah. But postmodern, postmodern specifically is not like that. But postmodern is for. I, uh, I, there's a, there's a, a writer, David Foster Wallace, who wrote about that. He actually ended up killing himself like 10 years ago, but, oh, um, he wrote about how postmodern ideas and self-referential media and like TV shows that know their TV shows or like mm, podcasts that know their podcasts. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Or like, or like Seinfeld where there's not like. Anything to it? Yeah, it's not human. Like it's it's just ironic for the sake of irony and that kind of stuff, um, and how that's like damaging to the to the culture because it's been soaked up by the culture. But um, and but by the, when the at the time when he you know killed him, I think it was an '08 or something. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how it still was. But then the the thing I was watching was how it's changed since then. And you have shows like The Office where Jim is like the most ironic person right and he he tricks people and he like for the sake of tricking them but then how he can how there's still parts in the episodes where he'll like trick Andy or whatever but at the end he'll like like 
be yeah. genuine and nice about it. Or like community, where like everybody's really ironic and snappy, but what they're still all trying to get to is a connection with, you know, everyone, yeah, everyone else nice. who's there. They're, yeah. nice. they're nice people. Yeah, and how we've actually like stepped away from like the pure postmodern irony for irony's sake, you know, Jerry's, you know, Seinfeld yeah. kind of idea where nobody really, everyone's just kind of like a caricature of, of, uh, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's kind of heartless in Seinfeld. They all are. They yeah. all are. They're not like real people. They're not, oh, George Costanza is pretty emotionally compelling, but everyone else is like, yeah, you're right. They're but not. even his wife, his fiance that he doesn't want to marry dies from licking stamps and just like the human element's like not the focus. Like it's like irony and I don't, I don't really, I'm not very smart, but. That's Dude, what you're very smart. You're probably the smartest person you know. Uh, you know who's actually really smart that I had a really great conversation with is, do you remember Gabe Tolchinsky? Yes. Yeah. He's super slow talker, super slow mover. He's actually super fucking smart, but he just, you would never guess because he, t- he talks so slow. But we, uh, we had a business meeting with Vic Stewart's the other night because we we're like going over what you know how the year was and all stuff and i put together this like little spreadsheets and crap but um he and he showed up and i talked to him for a long time he was like tell me about he shoes horses oh, oh that's crazy so i'm like super interesting because i've i've looked i'm interested like it's a weird thing to do yeah but he was telling me all about it and like anyway just like really interesting he he went to africa Whoa. on a missions trip when he was like 18 or whatever and he all the people there were like you know they want they want it uh, perfect yeah they wanted um, oops some like advice like how like from an American you know like the what what do you what should we do and they're like we want computers like we want all this cool stuff uh-huh. and he's like trying to figure it out like really basic level like how did how capitalism works at the most basic level, but no, like everybody didn't get it. Like they just wanted computers and stuff. Like their the way their society is built is all communal. Like everybody grows exactly what they're going to use, uh-huh. and that's it. And then the, you have like this huge young population of people that just don't do anything all day. They don't have anything to do because like everything's kind of already taken care of. Like there's no like additional productivity like the capacity's there but like uh-huh. nobody's utilizing it and like it's just weird it's like the way he was explaining what they thought was just super interesting i'm not trying to be i'm not definitely not racist about it or anything but it's just no, 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 it's no, just no. philosophically it's interesting is this stove still on yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> yeah yeah leave me at home alone or with anybody <laughs> yeah like that was your intention um, I want to play you a song on guitar too. I've been practicing Hell yeah. for like uh, for like months at this one song because it's a difficult song. But um, I'm gonna go uh, Japanese style on the ground. Okay. Uh, I'm just like I must be the most racist person. Because <laughs> you said Japanese. Because I recognize cultural differences at a basic level. Yeah. Dude, you're a white widow. Yeah, my my. Social identity is uh, doesn't allow me, doesn't permit me to do that consistently without without repercussions. Oh, this is good, dude. Good yeah. soup. Yeah, I dip the bread right in it. Soak up mm. that. 
Wow. That bread's good. Yeah. My only gripe with it is there's got to be more beef. There's just not as much mm. beef. But. Oh, fuck, I hot. <laughs> oh. But, anyway. Let's stop it. Yeah, look at this.